Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo, or at least one of them. It kind of depends, and probably some rando too. But no complaining, because this is free. Free! This is Beauty and the Beta bonus audio content. Hello and welcome to the show. This week I was invited to stream with my friend Gina Annunziato. I love that name. Gina Annunziato, friend of the show, YouTuber and newsroom worker who offers a lot of insight into the daily operations of media outlets. You might remember Blonde and I speaking with her a few weeks back about the Milwaukee Black Lives Matter riot coverage. This week, Gina and I expanded into broader topics in the political and pop culture landscape, and I really enjoyed my time. I've linked Gina's YouTube channel and Twitter account in the podcast description. Please do pay her a visit if you like what you hear, and if you do, tell her I sent you. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. So, guys, I have my friend Matt here. Say hello, Matt. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming on. So, um, Matt, I, uh, I watched a couple of his videos, like... Uh, earlier this year and I'm like oh my gosh this guy I think the first video I watched from you was like one on feminism and I was like yes <laughs> this which I, guy. I don't talk about a whole lot so it's been a while since I've yeah. um, done a I've done a feminist video so a lot of times yeah, it's should... um, I think I remember doing one with the feminists who protested Milo at mm. uh, was that Rutgers I believe the ones that spread mm. blood all over themselves or fake blood yeah because that's then, uh, uh, that's the way to make your point, you know, just splatter blood all over yourself. I'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess I <laughs> fell off the feminism bandwagon, but it's, you can always go back. Or the yep. anti-feminism bandwagon, I suppose. Of course. Well, yeah, you don't want to be on that that horrible feminism bandwagon, my goodness. Yeah. No, you, you're doing a lot of political stuff. You're, you're getting into that really awesome independent journalist which I told you once before, and you were like, me? No. <laughs> like, it's a, it's yeah. a fine time to be, I mean, I'm a political junkie, so uh, just from an entertainment perspective, it's a fine Absolutely. time. But mm-hmm. as we were talking about before going live, man, I have not been a person who has believed historically that media bias was this huge, malicious, pernicious, awful problem. You know, I kind of thought, well, we're all humans and people make mistakes, and they probably do have a little bit of a left-wing <laughs> bias, but... You know, it's we're we're all people, uh, but mm. case after case this election season, uh, I'm seeing evidence of of absolutely a hundred percent intentional misleading on the part of of mainstream media, and so mm-hmm. uh, that's been fascinating me lately. I certainly do not embrace the term journalist. To me, you're the journalist <laughs> here, not me. Ugh. You're the journalist. <laughs> you're the one in the newsroom. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm in the newsroom. That's that's all I do, though. I'm just in it. Yeah, <laughs> I just exist within the sphere of being in the newsroom. That's basically it, unfortunately. But um, uh, I would say, you know, what's been happening lately, and I wanted I want to talk about the political spectrum with you yeah. tonight. I don't know yeah, if yeah. this is going to make me lose subscribers or whatever, but um, uh, I hope not. But um. <laughs> um what I wanted to talk with you tonight about is like how, you know, how your perception of Trump and Clinton in the media 
how you see it from being a political junkie and then we can reflect it off of like being in the newsroom because mm-hmm. you and I have very similar um, reactions to how, you know, um, there's very similar reactions to, how do I put it? It's just how Trump and Clinton are both portrayed in the media and how I see it, I don't, I don't really say that out loud in in my respective newsrooms, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, too much of an opinion, you know. But um, I just think, I think what you see, Trump kind of gets a weird deal about things. Like, like well, they jump on him for everything. And, they're and very let- big on the language policing with Trump. Yeah. And that's what's... Yeah. The, the thing that the current issue is the bomb issue in New York. Trump called it a bomb before the mayor came out and called it a bomb himself. Yeah, he did. And also <laughs> so did Hillary. And by the way, it was mm-hmm. also a bomb too. So it's not a, a poor use of language. I, they kind two of, of them. They police him on technicalities to the extent they kind of miss the broader point. Are they spending more time scrutinizing the words used? Or are we spending mm-hmm. time, in this case, scrutinizing, scrutinizing the actual attack? Right. Right. I think one is more important than the other. I, I do think a presidential candidate should be careful and precise with words, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that is as important as being safe from terrorist attacks, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. I agree. And it's because um, the way the, the fact is like everybody, everybody jumped on Trump like right away when I, when I noticed right after this bomb went off. It was a bomb. Like it was basically a yes. fucking bomb in a in a dumpster and then there was another pressure cooker bomb uh, like a little while away. Mm-hmm. And um or a little bit away which totally didn't didn't go off for whatever reason. And um <laughs> because people are dumb, I guess. I don't know. These like I I saw what a uh, blonde was saying yesterday in your stream that these yeah. guys aren't doing a very good job. These that's lo- our that's our one hope. Political correctness enables them, but their own buffoonery keeps them in check. So <laughs> right? we can be thankful for that at least. I know they're kind of yeah. just the, <laughs> any attempt that they've made has kind of fallen. You know, I know people were injured. I'd rather like, you know, I. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. I'd rather people be injured versus like not, you know, like being being fucking killed. I yeah, guess. Of course. But, uh, all, I mean, all things considered, it, it, her, to her point, seriously speaking, mm-hmm. it seems due entirely to poor planning, poor execution on the part of the attacker that people aren't dead. Mm-hmm. It, it, it certainly. I mean, whatever this guy did, it wasn't picked up by police. Uh, it, it, he was able to execute his plan flawlessly to the extent he planned it. And thankfully his planning is very poor. Right. I guess, so <laughs> I guess the, the majority of the shrapnel was actually absorbed by this trash can itself. So clearly not a physics major or a physics PhD in understanding the force of his bomb in relationship to the, the you know, the, how strong the container was, uh, <laughs> they could have been a lot. I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the, the footage, like security footage of the explosion looks pretty bad. Some of it. Yeah. looks pretty bad. Like yeah. pretty bright, pretty big. You look at that. And I, I mean, I see something like that. You think like, dang, that's. Someone's probably dead in that if you're close to it. It's a big fireball. I know. And you know what? They there was security footage, and they they actually um, people walked right by right before the bomb went off. 
Yeah. I was like, holy shit, because, you know, that that was a really, I mean, that's a that's a pretty high traffic area. It's yeah. a flat iron. It's technically the flat iron district. Everyone's calling it Chelsea just because it's easier. Nobody really knows what the flat iron district is, you know. So um, uh, let me just retweet, let me just tweet this out again. Um, we are live. I realize, you know what, for like, for a hot second, the fucking stream was unlisted. That's how dumb I am. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I couldn't find it. Well, if you, if you tweet it you at me, I will retweet. <laughs> I did it right now. I'm sorry. I'm so dumb. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll pull some people away from Monday night football and whatever else they're watching. Well, like is, is Monday night football really a, a big thing? Is... Uh, so it depends if you're an Eagles <laughs> or Bears fan right now, it is. I don't. I think I've been to one football game in my entire life, and oh. I, I just don't. It's not my uh, not my cup of tea. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, politics. And not American. I, I mean, I know. I, you know, I used to be a really, really big uh, baseball fan. So that's that's America's pastimes <laughs> and other junk. Um, you know what? I think at the end, uh, like towards the end of this stream, we could totally, uh, we could totally get back to your feminist roots, Matt. Because <laughs> uh. I want to, I want to chat about. Um, I would love I would love to chat about the Emmys too and how how political oh, yeah. See, it was last I'm night. I'm behind on that. That's one thing I got to look at this week. And interestingly, like my channel over time, I, I used to be exclusively like video game stuff. You've probably heard this story, but it used to be all that. And then over time, like the last year, I've kind of just I've always been a political junkie. Never wanted to be that on YouTube, but that <laughs> came out of me, and now that's where I am. Feminism was a big time catalyst for that. Like one of the first videos I made appearing on camera and breaking this stuff down was kind of about a body positive thing, uh, uh, body positive controversy last summer that was just stupid and hilarious. And then of course there was all the, the big, uh, Milo protests, uh, from feminists, uh, over the course of last winter. And, um, I never prior to like the last year, I never cared about feminism. And then yeah. this like epic scale idiocy, just broke out and mm. I couldn't help but talk about that. And that was just like a launching pad to politics, which I already cared about anyway. Feminism right. has, uh, I guess done wonderful things for me. It's changed <laughs> my life for the better. <laughs> well, that's, that's how I found you. I think it was something about, um, I can't, I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. I can't remember the exact video, but I was like, Oh my gosh, you're saying really pointed things, but you're a straight white man. So yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, I can't, I can't accept anything that you said, yeah. <laughs> which right. like, unfortunately is like, you know, people, people will discount you for like, you know, for saying things, but because of who you are and like what you look like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Back but in they, my day, we used to call that racism and sexism. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now you can't <laughs> be, you can't be racist. You can't be sexist if you are a certain thing. And that just makes absolutely no effing sense yeah <laughs> oh somebody okay so have you heard the uh, amy schumer tampon joke no okay so this oh. happened at the emmys right so there was the there was the amy schumer tampon joke there was also what was the, the top i don't of the know patriarchy. her name but she stood up and said like smash the patriarchy and all, or whatever it was the writer I, for that trans america like i think it's an amazon uh an amazon only like an amazon prime tv show maybe i think oh, okay something like that see but... i'm behind on all this stuff because i was watching football last night it was vikings <laughs> packers last night i am not missing that for anything not even femi so feminist idiocy what's well, the vikings <laughs> game i can't miss that specifically oh. but 
Um, <laughs> so I apologize for not being up to speed on those things. Well, all right. Let me just let me. I will. I will reenact what happened with okay. uh, Amy Schumer. So. It was like, what's her name? Juliana Rancic or whatever was, of course, asking, like, what are, who are you wearing? And she goes, like, Vivian Westwood, Tom Ford shoes, and an OB tampon. Like, she said it like that and then just started uh. doing this little dance. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. And, like, the girl next to her was like, oh, oh, my God. Really? So what, what just... is the – is that supposed to be a political statement or is that just supposed to be some that, that was supposed joke? to be that was Yeah, that was, that was basically Amy Schumer making a dick joke on the red carpet of the Emmys. I would, I would classify that as that. And uh, that was – people the, – the polarization of this joke on Twitter was ludicrous to me because people were either – really really into it they were like oh my god bitch just won the emmys she won the red carpet or they were like oh my god are you fucking kidding me did she just is it that is it really did they think that she won it as for some feminist stance or do they think it's actually a really funny joke you know i don't i don't know i would think i would think like the sjw crowd thinks that that was like a, a feminist statement and um you know she's standing up for all women I thought they were all about the free bleeding though aren't they like <gasps> oh my I god mean, i can't believe you know what that is <laughs> are they not they should want liberation from that not um celebration of it isn't the oh, tampon yeah. a symbol of like patriarchal well, it's yeah I, I, <laughs> I don't know going up and in whatever i i'm <laughs> oh. i'm st- I, I can't try to understand these things all i know is amy schumer s- somebody out there somewhere yeah in a mythical land with unicorns and bigfoot and i don't know <laughs> leprechauns searching for their pots of gold at the end of the rainbow all of these things uh coexist with some people who apparently actually find amy schumer funny yeah. they are real people people who exist somewhere never seen them never talked to them don't know who they are it's the same thing how she got hired for the bud light campaign with seth rogan who the hell decided it was a great idea to pay these two a bunch of money to perpetuate social justice myths like the wage gap and they came out in favor of marriage equality a year too late congratulations (laughs) what a bold statement to be out in favor of of marriage equality a year after the court ruled on it my god (laughs) i remember seeing that bud light ad and just I like Seth Rogen. I I do enjoy that guy. I just remember seeing that ad he had and just a time. being like, huh? He had a time, Seth Rogen did. He did, yeah. I think but, like 2013, he kind of like, it was like, okay, this is the end was the last good thing I did. Then that was it. <laughs> now he just kind of is down. It's, it's always the same damn jokes. And it's yeah. not just Seth Rogen. It's true of a lot of comedians but i definitely get weary of the guy who seems to play the exact same character in every single thing he does and seth rogan is one of those guys i don't think he's capable of i don't think he's i don't think his skill set as an actor is diverse at all he has Mm -hmm. been funny in the past Uh, movies like um i don't know some of the old ones were pretty good super Um, bad yeah and, and uh like knocked up back in the day was all right um trying to think the movie that made me hate him (laughs) <laughs> that I just wrote him off forever was um, the interview where they go to North Korea. Him and oh, um, you didn't like that? No, I like that, that was awful. movie. <gasps> oh, could you imagine a world where Kim Jong Un listens to Katy Perry? Wouldn't that I... be wacky and wild? Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> 
I mean, it was really, really dumb. But don't you just have some of those movies where you just want to shut your brain off and just be like, ah, just like giggle at them. Like, that's kind of what it was. I also kind of bought into the conspiracy theory because you remember that movie was like canceled in theaters and then it only Mm -hmm. came out for like rental. Mm, Yeah. Um, And the fear was like Kim Jong-un made a threat about it. But I I bought into the conspiracy theory that they kind of knew it was going to bomb at the theaters. So they drummed it all up to do this digital distribution and get a bunch of like revenue that way. I mean, uh, okay. Speaking of conspiracy theories, though, that's a very nice segue <laughs> into okay. just everything that's been going on in the media lately. Um, did you see yesterday? Uh, Lauren Southern tweeted about how they thought Hillary was on a green screen and her. Uh, I did not see what Lauren tweeted. I've seen some of these tweets circulating Twitter, but I've not investigated much. What I can say I've seen is somebody with a clip of Hillary claiming it's proof that she is against a green screen because the background kind of glitches out, but she doesn't in this video. Yeah. I, that's about oh, all I saw. She glitches, but the background oh, doesn't. Okay. So like the Chiron is still there. It's this this really bizarre of it's it's strange. But I just think in general, like everybody, like when it comes to these conspiracy theories, like, like how you, I, I, I would never say like, oh, are you buying into them or like how dare, but like, yes, like, no, short answer. Yes. <laughs> and, and why we were talking about this on the podcast yesterday, every seemingly every single one yeah. gets substantiated over time. Every single one. Oh, Hillary was loose with her emails. What a dumb conspiracy theory, except for James Comey confirms it. Oh, okay. uh, Hillary's sick. What a crazy conspiracy theory, except for I'm going to have seizures and cough all the time and just look incredibly ill. Everything has been a conspiracy theory. She, The thing that drives me nuts about her is she dismisses criticism against her as uh, as conspiracy theories very yeah. quickly. Oh, it's a conspiracy yeah. theory, just a conspiracy theory. Um, and then she also perpetuates her own conspiracy theories very freely. The, the whole Pepe thing. Oh, it's all a big white supremacist conspiracy. <sighs> Pepe the frog is out to get you. It, oh my God. Nonsense. Like, nonsense. Okay. You know way more about them dank memes than I do. Like you definitely are more, you're on, more on the, <laughs> You've dabbled. You're more on the more on the pulse of a uh, of the meme the meme culture or whatever. I I kind of just am, I take a cursory look at all of it because it just it's very bizarre to me. In Have general. you ever Googled dank Trump Pepe's and just browsed? I did Google? after after okay. you you me and uh, Rebecca talked. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, I gotta. I yeah, just have good. to. That's but- that's an experience everyone should have. And honestly, <laughs> I don't think you can vote Hillary after such an experience. Well, there's some. Uh, I mean, there's some things that they bring up that you know do make you think and make you say, "Oh, well, that." I, oh, I, it yeah, solidifies yeah. the fact that I really don't fucking like this. There, there are some. I mean, it's like any internet meme. Some of them there are like quasi serious themes you think of the pepe's where he's by a fence and like all the people in sombreros can't get in which of course is a a kind of a cheap crude bastardized way of saying like yeah we're going to crack down on our immigration policy right now is it a little racist yeah kind of is it culturally sensitive no but it's an (laughs) internet meme i mean when you when you went through these pages Mm -hmm. 
did the were you in your head were you sitting down and like i am ready for a very sincere political experience where i'm going to consider all these ideas very seriously and everything i see before me is going to be a sincere policy proposal it's a bunch of cartoon frogs some of them with funny wigs a lot of them with funny expressions some of them with yeah politically incorrect or insensitive portrayals but have you ever been on the internet before have you ever heard a joke before that's what's so interesting to me because when when we chatted a while back i we we discussed about like how the internet is kind of creating the news so the fact is we see these mainstream uh media tv shows and they're talking about oh everybody knows that pepe is a racist meme yeah. and people are like like really everybody knows that how, nobody, how knows does, that. nobody knows that <laughs> nobody i try to talk to people like in my real life like about these internet like journalists i talk about like have you heard of this guy they're like Fuck, no i don't yeah. know who that is you know so it's like they're making mountains out of molehills and i do want to point out that yesterday i went into sargon of Akkad's um, live stream. Mm. Yeah. And there were, like, the chat was in, in, a, in a dank meme word. The chat was cancer. Oh, I it bet. Was- <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time in live streams. I will watch them on demand after the fact. Yes. But, uh, and sometimes I'll watch things live, but I am not an active chat guy because mm. I know that's what you're going to be getting into. Now, if you have an appetite for like the shit posting contest, yeah, right. you love that sort of thing, but everybody mm. knows that's what it is, regardless of how sincere or joking the, the actual stream or show is. Right. That, no, that's what the chat is no matter what. It's absolutely right. And see, I didn't know the extent of it, truthfully. I wasn't quite aware of how. I'm sure you saw all kinds of like anti-Semitic things and racist things and rape threats and. Dicks and and people dropping the N-word and saying we're going to put N's in a bag. I was like, (laughs) what what does that even mean? Like, it's just, you know, it's a lot of. A lot of really horrible shit, and I understand like where I guess somebody who has an SJW mindset, I guess they could they could look at this and be, oh, how terrible! My goodness, let us all let let's drop our handkerchiefs and faint on the couch. Like I yeah. get why people would do that, but but the way that the media and someone like Hillary is pushing this, the way that they're pushing it is that it is the most widespread thing. It is the most viral thing every single person online who subscribes to any kind of alt-right thing they they, this is exactly how they act and and she's schizophrenic too in her description of it because at (laughs) times it is like this fringe radical like spooky small element that nobody really knows about and then half the time it's what you're describing we're like well and they've also by the way they've co-opted the whole party and they're half the country but they're right. also very small and confined to the dark depths of the internet. But they're also big, and you can see them anywhere you go. Uh, it, it's it's yeah, nonsense. Right. I, the the people who whoever whoever presented her with this strategy, like, look, Hillary, I, I don't like you. I, I'm not a fan of you. I will not vote for you unless something changes dramatically. But mm. give me their salary, the the campaign <laughs> managers, and I will do a better job for you because right? my morals. <laughs> My political persuasion, all of that is for sale, to be clear. You can, you can have this consultation anytime you want. I know dank memes, and I, I would accept the challenge of building dank Hillary memes. It's a difficult one, but Ooh, that's the only way to save one. her now. 
I would, you know, I honestly, I think she is on her last legs. I think it's very strange how, man, like when we're we're seeing all of these like quote unquote press conferences from inside of her plane, and like the plane yeah. is like adorned with Hillary Kane and like yeah, strong, yeah. it's creepy kind of. And I know Trump puts his name on everything too. Like I, pr- I live in New York, so like anywhere I go. In Manhattan, there is like a Trump building somewhere. Like, yeah. I, I'm just like, oh, I didn't even fucking know that there was one right there. You know. Um, well, but, um, oh, sorry, finish your thought. Uh, it was just um, I remember seeing on on like the tail of one of Hillary's planes. It was just like a big H with like the arrow, and I'm like, this fucking it looks, it looks, it looks fascisty you know like it looks like oh like hillary's land you know it would creep me out to be well, honest uh i don't want to backtrack too far but i would be curious so you were talking about the the hillary conspiracy you're talking about the the green screen mm. so do you buy into that but i'm gonna go one step further how do you feel about the body double theory because oh. <laughs> <laughs> so i can't body- deny it i can't i can't there, it's possible there's there's things that look strange. Yeah. There's things that look very odd. And it's and and I, I feel tipped off after September 11th how thin and frail she looked still even when she came out of Hill, uh, Chelsea's apartment was like everything's okay guys which I was like this is weird. That's weird guys like why would you why? Why would you do that? I I I don't I don't subscribe to it. I I I kind of the way that I take things is like, oh, I understand that this is the thing that people think. Whether or not I think that, like, that's that's okay. I won't, I won't, I won't dismiss somebody as crazy for thinking that because I do see where they're coming from. But I also am kind of like, wow, are we really? Is <laughs> has it really come to this that we are that she's that ill that we have yeah. to be deceived by a body double? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, clearly the media. Uh, the George Stephanopoulos of the world, the CNNs of the world will accept any pro Hillary conspiracy that she throws out. So I think it's just kind of a counterbalance to the world, to the natural Mm -hmm. order of things that I just accept any anti Hillary conspiracy that comes out. So if they're just going to throw stuff out like Pepe's racist, I just kind of have to, you know, balance out the world and say, yeah, she probably has a body double evidence. Who cares? It's well known. Everyone knows just like everyone knows Pepe's racist. It's very common. Everybody knowledge. knows. Everybody knows that Pepe is a a symbol of white supremacy. Like what? That's been a that's been a a new thing running around. Everybody everybody's very caught up on the word white supremacy. Yeah. Like, All of a sudden, it is like this. New, are I mean, at a weird, weird. Oh, the, it, it's it's never been. So it's definitely never been worse in my like in my experience. Never ever have I experienced racial tension to the degree that I see I it now personally. Uh, I and I, I, I think it's, we it's talked scary. about it in Milwaukee, but the stuff in Milwaukee, the like that guy's white <clears throat> beat his beat. I don't know if you swear on your show or not, but beat his ass, whatever. Oh, please, uh, please launch that, all, anything. <laughs> that's the most racist stuff I've ever seen. And that's not to say that it doesn't exist the other way too. I'm not saying of course. Uh, racism is racism. Okay. And I understand that they're not historically the same. And I understand historically racism has flowed 
uh, more consequentially from one race to the other. But these days we don't do that anymore because we've all agreed it's not <laughs> good, it's not right, it's not beneficial to judge a person or punish a person on the basis of the color of their skin. And that principle flows in any and all directions. Mm -hmm. But that depends on who you ask, power plus privilege or whatever. No. <laughs> I, I've All I will say is I've never seen, not that it doesn't happen, not that it couldn't happen, but I have never seen a kind of gang of, of white people like that targeting black people for violence or vandalism or destruction in the way that it happened in Milwaukee. Never seen it in my life. I not, not in my lifetime either. I agree. Um, pop, you know, that's like not speaking about history because obviously we've seen instances of that happening in history, but not in the recent climate. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe some fringe scary, you know, maybe, you don't know. I mean, actually, my friend is in the chat and we saw when we went up to, we went out and hung out for a weekend on upstate New York and we saw a sign that said like some like wanted on this spot, someone was lynched, wanted for any, we want to ask anybody questions that may know somebody. It was fucking. Wait, as in a present day lynching? <laughs> yeah. The like, only time I've heard of stuff like that, uh, like I think of like Matthew Shepard and some of those, like yeah. I, I've heard of, um, you know, relatively recent like anti-gay hate crimes like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm mm -hmm. not saying it doesn't happen. I've, that's insane. I've, I did not realize. I hate to, this is, this is also the unfortunate place where we are. And yeah. I say it with full acknowledgement that it's unfortunate. But anytime I hear of alleged hate crimes like this, my reaction is now to be like, can I please have some substantiation? Can I, can you please provide me with the evidence? Because there's so many fakes. Uh, no, They're you're absolutely right. And I don't think, I, I don't think there's anything. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with like needing substantiation. People will actually say like, well, isn't that racist that you want like facts? Like yeah. people, people don't like the fact that some people would rather wait for the facts. Like it's okay to be silent. The difference is if you're silent and wait for the facts, that's one thing. But if you, if you claim, if you claim something big happened and then be like, but I'm still just waiting for the facts, then that pisses people off. But if you like, don't say anything, if you just are, are like, oh, this happened. You know, you just like state. And I'm a victim, so believe me, and you know, give me the the restitution or whatever whatever um, resolution well, I'm looking for without any questions asked, please. Right. Well, have you? Um, I was actually thinking of making a video response to this. Did you see Trey Melvin's recent video about? Oh, he's um, the he's the like pretty dude, right? Who says he's, he's oppressed pretty. even though he's rich. He is. He's is he? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. But he seems uh, he's he's very um, he's very well kept. I will let's say that. He's very yeah. well kept. <laughs> He's got a nicer skin care yeah. regimen than I clearly yeah. do because I yeah, look yeah. like shit right now. So it's okay. <laughs> I've seen stuff of him going back and forth because I know um, I've seen like I've seen Sargon cover him before. And mm -hmm. now Jeff um, Holiday has been. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Which I don't know yeah. too much about him, but I know he's like friends of friends. Like I've, I see him with bearing and stuff sometimes. And yeah, I think I, I haven't watched it, but I think he actually was streaming with Sargon, too. So it seems he like was, yeah. he's got a talent for making this guy enraged <laughs> his pants yeah it, it, okay it, the the video the video in question that he it was something like dear white people who who acknowledge my privilege but not their own and oh god 
it was something very it was just very very strange and just the whole video like i would like to make a response about it but you know it gets a little touchy but the whole video is like he was just he was kind of like pin i guess virtue signaling or whatever like what is that what does that like phrase mean to you virtue signaling virtue signaling to me is when someone kind of takes a big stand on an issue to show like well look how moral or ethical or upstanding i am without actually uh taking any corrective effort so um you know like it'd be virtue signaling for me if i were to go like if i were a college student and i was gonna like kind of white knight and speak out like there's so, all this sexual assault on campus and we won't tolerate it anymore but you know yet i i won't actually i maybe i can't uh specifically diagnose the problem or maybe mm -hmm. i just you know i just kind of say it but i don't actually have any solution to it nor am i going to take any <clears throat> uh any action in pursuit of a solution so to me when it's virtue right. signaling the pursuit the end goal uh is is usually to show how moral or uh, upstanding or virtuous you are as opposed to right. actually doing something to solve a problem that's that's right. the way i understand it i would i would say like yeah my friend cassie just said see also moral superiority yeah <laughs> which um i think a lot of these sjw types i think what's happening is that the the th the the herd is kind of thinning out with the sjws so They're now cannibalizing that's what's happening <laughs> they i'm serious they eat each other because you're they right. you're racist you're racist you're, then you know ultimately it comes down there's just going to be two of them left at the end of the day and one of them will eat the other and then starve <laughs> to death and this toxic ideology will finally be gone for good I mean, that's the hope, honestly, because it is it is getting to a, a, a very odd place. But Look I, at Black Lives Matter shutting down the Toronto Gay Pride Parade, cannibalizing their own kind, mm, cannibalizing yeah. their own social justice crowd. But I think, I think Black Lives Matter also is, has been doing a, a thing where they are kind of turning a corner and trying to do more good instead of, instead of just doing what, what the what the uh, stereotypical, like, oh, a Black Lives Matter supporter, like, you obviously hate white people. Like, I think, I think, but they're quiet about it. They, they, wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you've seen, like, beneficial solutions come out of Black well, Lives I've Matter seen, action? I've I seen, that I demand substantiation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have to, I would have to go back and look at the, um, uh, I, I would say there were a lot of protests outside the DNC that, the media yeah, they didn't went cover. harder at the DNC than they did at the RNC. Tell you yeah. what, the only people at the RNC, the only Black Lives Matter people at the RNC were like college-age white kids. Virtue signaling right. college-age white kids. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really like saw a whole bunch of awesome things at the RNC. Uh, no, the D, but the DNC was the place to be. And I don't think, yeah. uh, we didn't predict that, but um, yeah, maybe some people yeah. did. Well, I, I saw a lot of like silent protests and it was weird because Fox Business was the only people covering the protests outside the DNC, which I thought was huh. really kind of interesting. And um, nobody else seemed to give a shit about the protests outside. But, but what I saw was silent protests and they, I, I unfortunately don't know the exact like uh, things they were all standing for, but it was, it was kind of an amorphous silent protest that was standing for a lot of different 
causes, but they seemed not, you know, like, oh, this, I feel oppressed, so here's a sign. It was like, no, 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 this is the way to, like, like, no DAPL, that kind of thing. Like, that, those kind of protests I'm in favor of, like, to make actual wanting actual change when, it, when these know. are i just they, to me they just seem like they can never articulate what the problem is specifically and what the solution is specifically and this is the big problem i have like not to return to the nfl but i know i know you did a, a video on colin kaepernick uh which mm -hmm. i saw we both did and and even that's frustrating because everyone's like well you gotta support his right to protest yeah everyone does his opponents right. think that his the content of his protest is stupid and I wouldn't necessarily think it's stupid if he could say, here is the problem with the way black people are treated in this country. And mm -hmm. maybe here are a few proposed solutions. I understand that solving the problem is often more difficult than, than mm -hmm. explaining what the problem is, but he can't explain in specific detail how the people he views as oppressed are oppressed. Right. I, I need to know that rather than just like, I'm, I, I hate the cops, which is what it seems like all of this comes down to. Right. I think, it, it, I think a detail. big problem, a, a big problem I, I think is that um, the media doesn't really, you know, maybe, I don't know. Let me just, let me just, I don't, I don't want to shit on the media here. It's not what I'm trying to do. I do. Like, <laughs> I know you do, but I work inside of it, so I have yeah. to like be careful. Well, I'm um, surprised you can get away with being, you know, being even as critical as you are. Well, I, I try not to. I try not to be too big of a jackass about things, but <laughs> um, you know, there's there's certain snarky things you can take. I today's think, um, today's giant jackasses are yesterday's honest people, though. That's the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, uh. How was I gonna? How was I gonna frame this? It was kind of like th there are there's things that will make the news that are really sexy and attention grabbing, and then there's things that are kind of um, not not attention grabbing enough. So it kind of moves back towards like the end of your show, or like maybe it w it's just a VO and it's not like a, it's not like wall to wall coverage like on anything. Mm -hmm. Like you know I. The, the amount of coverage that people give Trump is, is crazy to me, and they wonder why everybody talks about him, you know? Well, why is it crazy, though, if he's a major party nominee? No, I, I, I understand. I, uh, the, the craziness, I mean, is like how, we, how you said that it's, they're picking apart everything that he says. Oh, yeah. Everything. And, and so, um, so I think... I think you know they're giving they're giving him publicity when they when they're when the segments are like why is he getting publicity it's like well because you're fucking talking about him like that's that's why yeah, but there's this there's this weird disease on the left too that i've noticed where they get mad if you anything like trump appearing on a platform is basically offensive to them in and of itself but mm -hmm. the only time it's acceptable is if you like rip him and chastise him and uh, just just tear him down and, and rip him to shreds mm -hmm. uh, the examples being so he was on jimmy fallon this last week and fallon didn't grill him because apparently jimmy fallon is supposed to be some a hard-hitting you know, commentator yeah some serious political show where he's supposed to 
grill the candidates. I guess that's what he's supposed to do. But then, um, and I was talking about this on the podcast too, Kellyanne Conway was on Real Time with Bill Maher this week, a show I still love, even though I, I can't, it's harder for me to explain why. But I the like reaction, too, yeah. yeah, the reaction on the show, or the reaction of people uh, on Facebook to his show, how dare you have Kellyanne Conway? Well, yeah, sorry that it's a political show and you're going to have the campaign manager of one of the two major candidates on the show. Yeah. Like, how absurd. I, I, th- these people want to be... I, I, don't, I don't get what they want because they, it's almost like beyond wanting the candidates scrutinized, which I think we're all in favor of, it just should be equal scrutiny, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to deplatforming but we all know that the social justice crowd is very much in favor of deplatforming anything and everything including themselves until the last person standing the last right. person still platformed whoever that may be at it's the a, end of all of this it's a very odd switching kind of contradiction where it's like it's like you're these these SJW I guess I guess I can I guess they can classify as like the alt left and the alt right I think that yeah. they're like there's a very interesting kind of dynamic forming now where where this this group is who can't stand Trump these never Trumpers that think he is basically Hitler reincarnated that think he is the most terrible person to ever exist yeah but yet. Yet, you know, they don't they don't assign that kind of same scrutiny to Hillary like some don't some do, which I think is important. Um, But so you're right. Like, what do they want? What exactly are they do they want here? Do they want they want only scrutiny to be for Trump? And not for Hillary? Like, like I why gather was... what they want is probably a repeal of the 13th and 14th Amendment and have corrective white slavery to correct uh, oh. our, our history. That's that's what I'm gathering. That's okay. I, like Trump. I'm, I'm hearing things. Okay. I'm just I'm hearing things. That's right. that's what they want. I think they might not be willing to say it, but that seems like the direction they want to go, which honestly, you know, I say that in jest, but um Right. <laughs> a lot of people are seriously demanding reparations in 2016. Right. Um, of course, I'm not predicting that maybe maybe one person will come out and call for white slavery to correct right. history. And, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I certainly wouldn't have predicted how absurd this year has been um, in the last year. Man, last summer, like I was definitely like I thought Trump's campaign was a joke. There is no way I would ever support that guy. Same. I didn't think he was like a racist or whatever. I, I wasn't as, I didn't think it was Hitler. Right. But I thought he was a buffoon and right. a, a, certainly someone who wouldn't be fit to be president. And yet these people are so awful. His opposition is so awful that over the course <laughs> of watching them protest the guy, I'm like, that's it. Your opponents are way worse than you. And you're right. the only hope I have to stop them. So, well, it's let's interesting. Go. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would love to, I'd love to chat with you again after the debates happen. Like we can, yeah, yeah. you know, um, because I I watched I had to because I was in the newsroom at the time I had to watch, um, uh, you know all the debates the before the nominees were chosen and it was just everybody like every single day everybody was just jumping on Trump and I'm like you guys are just like you can't go one conversation without talking about him like I feel like the only the only um, candidate. Who didn't really talk about Trump that much was Rand Paul, who I liked. Rand Paul, I've always liked. Um, I just didn't think. I don't think we're ready for a libertarian president this year. <laughs> I think. Know? I think as my political persuasion evolves, I think that's the box I'm finding the most 
ideological comfort in is that libertarian box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, Gary Johnson sucks. I can't. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just can't. I'm not. I'm not. Gary into Johnson's him. the worst. But maybe down the line, maybe that's the box I'll end up fitting in. Yeah, I think I think in four years we will absolutely be ready for a libertarian uh, president. I actually wrote an article about why I want a Trump. Uh, 2016 win, but I'm actively hoping <laughs> for a uh, 2020 loss. Um, hmm. And I want to ask your opinion on this. Like, do you see what what faults do you see with Trump as as it stands right now? Uh, my so I, I absolutely wish that he would be more thoughtful with his words, and I say that with full acknowledgement that part of his appeal uh, part of his appeal is how he doesn't give a shit and he just says what he wants. Right. I do think he is usually more right than wrong in diagnosing problems. And I find that appealing about him. However, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. just doesn't, he often doesn't take that extra second or two just to think about what the best way to express himself is, even if he's got the right idea mm-hmm. and just be thoughtful with his words. The one thing, there are a few of his comments that just still stick with me and still bug me. Even after all this time, one example for sure is the John McCain comment about how um, I, you know, yeah. I prefer soldiers who don't get captured. I know, I know. For a bunch of reasons. I mean, not yes. only like, look, just as a general rule, if you didn't serve, go ahead and don't criticize people, the service of those who did. Just right. respect that. But right. second, uh, the, <laughs> there are lots of good soldiers who uh, are hit, who, who, who die, who are captured. Um, and many of them get awards on account of that. So it's the distinction between a good and a bad soldier, if that's what he's trying to do, is certainly not yeah. were you hit in battle, were you killed in battle, were you captured in battle. That is an example of, of something. I mean, that's an extreme example where I think he's just wrong and also not thoughtful. But a right. lot of the other stuff, I think he's more right on. He's just not thoughtful. And I think that um, kind of makes him less available to a lot of people who I guess care more about the uh, being artistic with your words than than maybe I do. And and actually I do appreciate I appreciate someone I like the president for example. I'm still generally a fan of his and I know that's kind of unpopular these days but Obama I, yeah, I do believe that he is a guy who wants to work with people, generally speaking. I do believe, and, and he's an amazing, amazing speaker, and I will always appreciate that about him. Oh, I agree. I think that, he's a fantastic speaker. Yeah. Fantastic, but... Whether he's right or wrong, you know, I, this, I, maybe maybe it's weird. I wish Trump had just a little bit of Obama to him, maybe, just in terms of the, uh, the way he expresses himself. And it's, the way the way he could be thoughtful with words, but like I said, yeah. if if he was that, maybe what we get is Jeb Bush. You know, maybe you, <laughs> what you get is a guy who kind of has these conservative. And I don't know how much they actually aligned on the issues. I can't even remember. But the problem with a guy like Jeb Bush is, yeah, he's probably pretty thoughtful. Also boring as hell. Yeah, and probably doesn't rise to the the way that Trump did. So he's like he's like he's just like just plain toast that fell on the ground and has like <laughs> has like dirt and hair on it like he just no, is he doesn't even have that adds texture and intrigue <laughs> you know like he doesn't even have that yeah he's a piece of toast that fell and just and just <laughs> uh, i could still eat it five second roll you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> or please clap he's he's way. definitely like end piece too not yeah. not even a good slice of bread the end piece <laughs> oh my god yeah jeb jeb is just like a uncooked breadstick that you know like nobody nobody needs to like i was 
I, when when you see like we're gonna, we're gonna have President Jeb, I don't, I I think not. I think that that would be. A... I, I think it was a flawed idea from the start, and I, you know, if you're Jeb, it's like maybe maybe Jeb would be a good president for all I know, but it's like. I'm not a fan of dynastic politics. And I guess that's another knock against Hillary. Like we don't need more Bushes or Clintons. And I don't even right. say that because I hate the Bushes or the Clintons. I just, you know, a little shaking things up a little, a little genetic diversity in the white I, house. Uh, I, I think totally, is a good thing. Totally, totally, totally agree. And the one place right now, because I, I mean, I'm in the reluctant Trump camp. Like I have, yeah. I've said that on Twitter. Um, I don't see myself voting for Hillary. Um, the thing that Trump loses me on is his fucking ego. It gets in yeah. the way so much. And like, he's very fragile. He really is. And yeah. like that, that's, what's really like, you know, the thing that, the thing that I virtue signaled <laughs> or whatever, the thing that, the thing that tipped me off during the commander in chief forum was when Matt Lauer was like, when they were talking about Putin and, uh, <laughs> Lauer kind of accused him of being a Putin fanboy. And, uh, that's cause he read that on the Hillary campaign website, which apparently all journalists do. That's their go-to source for oh, all, all facts. Just go to the Hillary website. All of like her, there's a section about, who Pepe is on her website. Yeah, and there's, I'm sure there's also a section on how, like, on, on Trump and Putin's summer vacation where they all, you know, <laughs> they were buddy-buddy driving the boat around, having some beers. Well, <laughs> They're best friends. I just, I just remember Lauer said, like, oh, you want to support that KG, that ex-KGB agent? And Trump was like, oh, I'll take any compliment from anyone, okay? I was like, oh, ouch. You know, it was just like, it, it, stuck it stung when he said that because i was like oh dude like you know that's it's weird like we don't i'm admittedly i don't know too much about russia but i know that there is some things to be you know well you want to tread a little bit lightly maybe just a little bit like i don't know it's a little it was a little strange to me and i just it's something that i want to just keep in my back pocket and make sure you know um Make sure that the the feathers that are ruffled aren't aren't too terribly ruffled. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think we're generally in the same boat. And the analogy that I use to my friends is like, look, we're basically going car shopping, okay? And we're at the dealer, and there there are two cars, and one is like hundred percent guaranteed lemon, and the other is basically a mystery box. So <laughs> it might be a lemon. The mystery box might also be a lemon. You're but correct. the alternative, is, I mean, it's, yeah. Or, um, you know, you go to the casino and you can choose like, I don't know. I don't know. I said, don't go to the casino enough to have like a good enough metaphor here, but something that, you know, is a guaranteed bust versus like a free pull of the slot machine. Right. What, what do you take? You might, you might bust on the pole, but, um, but you might win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might win. That's and true. for me, the win is the, the ultimate win isn't even a specific policy. The ultimate win for Trump with me is the people that hate him the most are the same people that I want to have the least political power in this country. That is basically why I support him mm-hmm. at, at present. His enemies, I think, are pretty much the worst people in this country. And they were on display in Cleveland, the people marching around like, you know, it's saying how much America sucks and how America's terrible and a force for evil and all these mm-hmm. terrible things. People who actually hate this country, 
Just yeah. straight up hate this country. I don't want them to have any political power. Right. So Trump's my guy. I think, I think also having, you know, we've had eight years of a Democratic president. Yeah. And then you tack on, you tack on potentially eight more years of that. I just think, I just, I just am trying to look at it from like a social climate. Like the repetitiveness of the same kind of policies and the same kind of, you know, divisiveness that we would see from either right or the left because obviously this country has been going strong for how many years now and we still can't fucking get along <laughs> you know we still have a little well, bit of trouble getting along it's much worse now i mean we're talking about race relations but man i think i don't know you know what your circle of friends is like and it's maybe not necessarily true in my circle of friends but certainly just broader associates like there are there's a healthy segment of people that will try to punish you socially or, you know, will write you off socially for having the wrong politics. And I, it does go, I think it does go both ways, but really we're talking about a social justice warrior problem here where like, if someone finds out that you're a Republican, for example, you are, oh, yeah. you can't be friends. Oh, you can't yeah. be civil. People, people, personal friends on my Facebook dropped me because I posted that article about wanting a Trump 2016 win. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, sorry, I've known you for 10 fucking years. Like, all right, you know, just there, unfollow there was an, me. There was an article from my, was it BuzzFeed or one of those BuzzFeed style websites back? This was, this was when I had my transformation, my, my, <laughs> my waking up to how awful these people are. It was a BuzzFeed style article and it said, um, here's a quick, in, it was a, it was a tutorial on the quickest, easiest way to delete anyone on your friends list who likes Donald Trump's page. And it's like, first off, you're going to, these people have done nothing. I mean, at least in your case, you posted something that they didn't like. I agree. It's immature for them to like to sever ties with you because of that. But the one defense they would have is like, well, she posted something that I simply don't want to see. Okay. Well, I get it. This was one step further where it's like, I'm going to investigate things that you like. And if they don't align with what I like, I will then punish you. And it's That's so interesting strange. too. Like, I don't think I like his page on Facebook. Cause I just don't, I don't spend that much time on Facebook. I do follow him on Twitter. Mm, um, I do too. I follow but, Hillary. I follow all of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. And why? It for probably the same reason that I, you're a political junkie. I'm a political junkie. I, I might like Trump's page and that is not endorsement or, uh, right. you know, hatred of him. It's just like, look, he's the big player in the Republican party. I want to see what's going on. Exactly. And, and for someone to punish you for that. Unbelievable. I know. It's like the, this SJW mindset that we are talking about, the, which I, which I would classify the alt left as the extremes. Um, I, I like to talk about extremes and like, you know, uh, like to point, I tell I tell people on my channel like I point out the extremes a lot because it just is helpful to know to not do this. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, um, the ex uh, where was I going with that? Um, the this this extreme alt left mindset can't understand that. I I would I would think that they can't understand that people can look at things from an objective viewpoint that. Even if you're reading something off of Breitbart or Newsbuster, something typically right-wing, mm -hmm. that what, what you read and absorb doesn't mean, well, I believe absolutely everything I just read. Yeah. Absolutely, without a doubt, I yeah. follow it, Heil Breitbart, fucking whatever. You know, like, 
But so I remember I, I made a comment on on delisted.com, which is like my favorite gossip website because the guy mm. fucking hates everybody on it. He like nobody is above his snark. Like everybody gets fucking whipped. Um and I, I was talking and just, the, you know, once in a while they'll do a political thread and everybody on there fucking hates Trump. So I, I kind of, you know, stay on the outskirts of it. And I, and I was, um, I, you know, made gotta a put some mentions. pepes in there get it sorted out. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't have that ability to like <laughs> to just like inject my my pepe dick into everything. Like, Hello, everybody, you know, um, but yeah, like some girl asked me, like, well, why, why, why would somebody vote for Trump? And I gave her my I gave her my. Uh, you know, opinion, and someone was like, "You know what? I looked at your profile, and you you've gone on Newsbusters. How like you're you're a hardcore <laughs> conservative? So how dare you?" I was like, "I n- no." This I'm- is this is what they do, man. It's like this bizarre policing of associations. They'll do it with pages you like. They'll do it with friends that you have. They'll do it mm-hmm. in your case with websites that you've visited. For all they know, you visited that website to debunk it, right? I mean, I, I, how do you know? I mean, it's 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 exactly what we encountered in Cleveland, which is policing of people that you've talked to. I don't need to know the context um, or what was said between two people. I just need to know that there was an association, and then I pawn it. Guilty by association is is yeah. like a, a core principle for these people, but it in I was always taught that that's bad. <laughs> and well, you 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 experienced that with that with that gentleman who was. That's putting it kindly. Well, that that did I, did you know he was on um, Rachel Maddow a couple was of weeks? He? Do you remember when? Okay, so Hillary did the alt right speech. Yes. Rachel Maddow brought him on to explain white supremacism, oh like the alt right and white supremacism. And I emailed the show right after. I was like, "You have to understand, this guy is stalking completely." normal, innocent, moderate, fair, like open-minded, pleasant, polite people and making inflammatory accusations against them. Exhibit A. That guy made me so mad when I watched that video. I wanted to like reach through the screen and just be like, stop, like shake him. Like, what are you doing? And and he's being given a national platform because this is exactly like, oh, you say you fight white supremacism? Okay, no evidence needed. You must be uh, a very virtuous, moral, ethical person because you fight this bad thing. Mm-hmm. Even though he's, I mean, by, by that same reasoning, McCarthy was, uh, you know, a very stand-up, ethical, moral person. He was witch-hunting communists <laughs> in the same <laughs> way this guy's witch-hunting white supremacists. But if you don't stop to think, well, what in his mind qualifies as something worthy of hunting? Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're, what you're, if if hunting something is moral, I mean, the question becomes, what are you hunting and for what purpose? Right. Uh, and there, I, I saw the the reason that he said he was hunting you was basically like you're saying the wrong things, you're doing you're the talking wrong to things, the wrong people. Yeah. Which like who who is he to tell you, an independent person, like like what to do? It's just very bizarre, very strange to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to get him on the show, but you know those things. Uh, <laughs> I mean, never. you gotta you gotta never. keep trying to get to get folks on on different shows. I I just had a uh, I had a run in with a a guy that me and my friend uh, John last week we were this guy Sean's View Entertainment. We were we were just making kind of making fun of him because he's he's well known within the wrestling community to be kind of an e beggar or whatever, and uh, we're kind of busting the his wrestling balls. community like uh, like mean, like uh, WWE or yeah yeah yeah. 
You're I into wrestling, people, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not oh. into wrestling at all. Oh. Like I just know people who are, and uh, yeah. you know, and um, well, so I just assumed you were into wrestling. Guilt by association. How dare example. you? <laughs> I should have ended the conversation there because you talk to people who like wrestling, which I find to be deplorable. Uh, so we can't talk anymore. We can't be friends. Oh, That's no. the way this should have gone, according oh, to it. the. SJW I'm going to end the stream worldview. right now. <laughs> yeah, click that. But this guy, Sean, um, we busted his balls for an hour because he, he do has done some really strange things. And uh, he messaged me on my Facebook, um, was very upset by it, and said that I shouldn't have brought his daughter into it, that I brought her up in a harsh way. Like, I, I said that he had a daughter. That was it. Like, I basically was like, he has a daughter. Wait, like, what was okay. the con Sorry, what was the context of this? You, you, oh, what did you write or why was... So it was it was during the live stream between my friend John and I. We oh, were okay, okay. Chatting okay. about this guy, yeah. and I mentioned that he has a daughter now, and so he gotcha. messaged me. He messaged like me during the stream, or he saw it sometime after. He saw it sometime after, okay. and, and uh, said things like, "You know, I rise above haters like you all the time." And I was like, <laughs> "I was, I was like, well, Sean, if you if you rise above haters, then you you don't whine about what they put yes, on." Yes, that's the, that's another theme is this like um, self congratulatory praise all the time. Like, mm. do you know who I am and what I've done? Yeah, you you wrote a couple like Facebook posts about how virtuous and ethical and cool you are but there is um yeah i mean there's there, that's always an element too is like this kind of puffing up their chest of self-importance as mm. as kind of oftentimes as kind of like a veiled threat to like don't dare challenge me or i will see you oh, punished yeah you know? i yeah. got uh, this guy kind of threatened me and was like you brought up my daughter if you do it again it is the last thing you'll ever do blah 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 like kept going and then blocked me from his page so i couldn't even reply. but i asked him i'm like well do you want to come onto my channel and we can chat about it <laughs> you know nope yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a terrible cunt faced horrible bitch ass woman because <laughs> i mentioned the fact that this person that i've never met before has a daughter well i could understand the kind of paternal instinct uh if of you course. had said something remotely mean but if that was not shit. the case I'm somebody's daughter. Are you are you pulling a CNN and cutting out like the latter half of that quote where you called her like a ugly, stupid bitch or something? <laughs> the kid is like the kid's like seven months old. <laughs> yeah, well, I, did, I don't. Okay, so it's an ugly ass baby. Did you say oh, that? Never. I would never <laughs> ever say that shit. Oh my god. It was I'm just, just checking. It was, of course, I would never ever speak ill of an innocent child, you know. But uh, so well, we got to. Um, We've been chatting for an hour already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went by quick. So it I did. wanted to kind of uh, wrap up here. Um, please check out Matt's channel. I will link it. I think I linked it already. And he has a uh, live a live stream weekly. You want to just go ahead and uh, pimp yourself? <laughs> yeah, so it's Sunday nights. Uh, it's called Beauty and the Beta. Uh, and we've had Gina on to do some of our audio stuff before. And she'll probably be back the next time I get super pissed about some media issue, which um, I already am this week. So I'm glad we got to talk about it a little bit more. But I'm sure will happen for sure between now yeah. and Election Day. So um, you'll not only hear my co-host Blonde and I talking about all things that we've talked about here, but you'll probably see Gina uh, poke in from time to time too. But I also do the YouTube channel and, you know, I'm talking about every, all this stuff and I try to sprinkle in insight and comedy in a 
fun, appealing way. But um, you can find me with Gina's link or just uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at Matt C on YT. Or you can uh, type my name into the YouTube machine. It's Matt Christensen. Matt Christensen. Uh, yeah, you it's just hard to spell, but you'll, you'll find me. Yeah. Yes, I did. I finally took the plunge going by my name. Being mm. me, I figure there's going to be terrorists showing up at my door and SJWs oh, no. trying to burn my house down and all this stuff. But I, I'm I'm good. I'm good to go. I, I, would, I greet I, the conflict. Yeah, I mean that's what you got to do. You got to put yourself out there and uh, really, really uh, kick some ass. And you have been kicking ass. You've been doing your channel's been blowing up, and I think uh, I think you're well on your way to keep that going. I think it's awesome. Um, I really like your content. I think you're really cool, and I really appreciate the. Uh, as you put it, the thoughtful discussion that you bring is very objective, <laughs> and I really enjoy that. And uh, I would I always appreciate compliments from Gina. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. definitely have to chat again. So I just want to again thank you so much. No, yeah, this has been fun, and uh, you've definitely got an insight into something that is very interesting to me because I like like I said on our show last time when we were talking, I don't have connections to the newsroom environment, and the news process, and all the stuff that makes me mad. And you're able to kind of give me a little bit more detailed understanding and insight into what's actually going on which doesn't necessarily quell my rage but right. at least <laughs> i'm here to just pat you on the head and say it's okay yeah, Matt. understand it I'm a little bit more so <laughs> I, i'm looking forward to <clears throat> relying on on um some of that more nuanced understanding uh, absolutely for sure absolutely all right ladies and gentlemen so we're going to be taking off here so uh thank you guys for watching bye thanks <laughs>